Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Barbara P and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and your leader for today. Today is Monday, December 25th. It is uh, our Christmas holiday for anyone celebrating. Today we're reading from the big book and we are at on the doctor's opinion, the very first paragraph, page XXV. And today's readers are going to be Tamara C., Nancy P., and Mary A. as our backup. Um, and Mary actually will be reading our 12 steps. Our 12 traditions will be read by Joni C. And then Susan S. H. is our newcomer greeter. Our host is Raz G. Uh, reference numbers for yesterday, so that'll just be our Sunday edition. It was fabulous. Is two two zero nine six five two zero nine six five. Check it out. You can check it out on our phone line. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you, big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I just want to repeat that this morning. Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll now ask, um, let's see, we're going to have Mary A. read our 12 steps. Good morning, everyone, and Barbara, thank you for your service. My name is Mary A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater calling in from Maine. And these are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12. 
Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I pass. Mm, thanks so much, Mary A. from Maine. And Joni C., would you please step up for the 12 traditions? Good morning and Merry Christmas to those who celebrate the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, groups should be accepted matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, and the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public public relations policy Excuse me, is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And tw- the foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us principles before personalities. Oh, thanks so much, Joni C. Appreciate you. What a great Monday team we've had. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. We welcome everyone. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted, please. 
Today we resume our study of the big book and we are starting the doctor's opinion on page XXV, the very first paragraph, beginning with we of Alcoholics Anonymous, ending with gave Alcoholics Anonymous this letter. So I'm going to ask Tamara C. to open us up. Tamara from Missouri, please go ahead. Thank you, Barbara. Hey everyone, this is Tamara C., compulsive eater in Missouri. The doctor's opinion. We of Alcoholics Anonymous believe that the reader will be interested in the medical estimate of the plan of recovery described in this book. Convincing testimony must surely come from medical men who've had experience with the sufferings of our members and have witnessed our return to health. A well-known doctor, chief physician at a nationally prominent hospital specializing in alcoholic and drug addiction, gave Alcoholics Anonymous this letter. And when I look at, you know, who's the reader that's reading this, I think, you know, it might be some suffering um, alcoholics or addicts like me. It might be people who love them and are looking to help them. It might be other people in the medical profession or religious leaders. Um, But I'm going to focus on me. I'm the reader. And why am I interested in what a doctor thinks about my disease? and the recovery I can find in a 12-step program. Um, because the um, I need for my spiritual solutions to come together with my understanding of my problems. Um, what I really want is like, just give me the plan, just give me the plan. And that's my, that's gonna keep me in self-reliance. And um, I won't recover until I get, as my sponsor says, full of giving up. I need this doctor's opinion to really help me embrace my powerlessness. That's key for me. I need to understand not why I have this disease. That doesn't matter. But the true nature of my disease, that it's not a moral failing or a character weakness, and I just need more willpower. It's not a choice I make, and I just need more motivation, Um, but that I am absolutely 100% utterly powerless over the mental compulsion that takes me back to the first fight. And that I'm absolutely 100% utterly powerless over the physical response I have to that fight, that craving beyond my mental control. And um, I need to understand this. Well, it helps me to understand it from a medical point of view, you know, hearing this medical point of view from this doctor and then hearing that people the doctor has worked with and tried and tried to help and has considered hopeless, you know, he's now seeing that they're finding freedom in a spiritual recovery program. And that creates in me a sense of hope. Um, Maybe this can happen for me too. And it creates in me a willingness to go to any length to get that freedom. And then eventually it creates such a gratitude and joy for this new way of life, and even gratitude for this disease, which brought me to my knees so that I would embrace this spiritual way of living, which is a much better than my old way. And then it brings me to satisfaction as I try to carry this message of recovery to others who are suffering like I was. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for opening us up, Tamara. See, really appreciate it. 
And so now I'll go ahead and take a list of names of anybody who would like to share. Just a reminder, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. But um, yeah, go ahead and give me a list of names and I will get them as best I can. Uh, Elaine G. Elaine? G. Mm-hmm. Rick gotcha. J. Rick J, gotcha. Carol Janice A. Janice PM. I got you, Janice, and somebody else was there. It was Cheryl A. Ah, Cheryl A. Okay, got you. Ken Anybody w. else in this room? Gotcha, Ken. And just a reminder, it's uh, star one to unmute or mute, if you like. Okay, let's start with that group. So I've got Elaine G, Rick J, Janice PM, Cheryl A, and Ken W. Elaine G, you are... I'm sorry? Yeah, so Elaine G, you are up for three minutes. Yeah, hi, everybody. Um, uh, I'm Elaine G from New York. Um, I'd like to say something about this paragraph. Um you know, like uh, the person that just spoke about it, uh, that read this paragraph. Um, we have this mental compulsion and this craving, and there's really nothing we could do about it unless we have a higher power. Unless I pray to God, work these 12 steps in the program, um, uh I, I can't do anything about it. Um, I'm helpless. Anyway, um, what else would I like to say? Uh, all I know is that uh, for myself, uh, at times I think that uh, when I am compulsively overeating, I could stop at a point, and I can't. Um, on... If I didn't start in the first place with this compulsion and and pray to God not to go into this kitchen here and go back to bed because I'd be doing it in the middle of the night, um, I'd be okay. But one one minute, actually, one day at a time, I risked this disease. And um, that's it for me. All right, Elaine G. from New York. Thank you so much. Rick J., you're up. And thank you, Elaine, letting us know you're That's Rick J., go right up. You'll be followed by Janice P.M. Good morning and Merry Christmas to everyone. My name is Rick J. I am a recovered compulsive overeater here in Cary, North Carolina, and very grateful to be here. You know, I'm the only one up. Everybody's still asleep. I'm down here by the Christmas tree, and, you know, I'm just looking around, and you've got all the presents under the tree, and the lights are on, and our three cats are chasing each other around the house, you know, and uh, I'm sitting here with the, the most precious gift of all, and that's my uh, my abstinence, my freedom, you know, and our uh, our lead reader mentioned freedom. 
you know, and that uh, that came with my return to health, you know, having um, followed the uh, plan of recovery described in this book. You know, it's been a hell of a year. You know, I, I started off in January getting diagnosed with cancer and then going through treatment. And right in the middle of my treatment, my father died. And then, um, you know, my, my daughter's health is, is in her own um, disease has is, is been, you know, in full force. And, you know, aftermath, uh, health issues, following chemo. And I tell you what, I, I'm sitting here just in with this this glow of joy <laughs> i really am and my life will never be perfect but i swear i am so grateful to be in freedom today you know in my return to health and this doctor's opinion it's it describes the problem that i have it's the owner's manual of the problem i have you know, and yes, I uh, we're going to learn all about the uh, the phenomenon of craving that comes with us. You know, it's I think it's mentioned like five times in this um, these letters that's mentioned by uh, Doctor Silkworth, and uh, that he gave of himself so that we might be led into this this program with the help of. You know, Bill and Bob and the thousands who have followed, you know, by the uh, the plan of recovery. And, you know, but it's up to me to do the work. You know, it's here. But nobody can get me abstinent. Absolutely nobody. And nobody can make me lose my abstinence. Uh, this is my freedom that I work for. You know, I nobody can give it to me. But it's here. And I'm so grateful to be starting this this chapter, uh, this book, um, with all of you in freedom. Love you all. With that, I pass. Uh, thanks, Rick J. We love you too, and those cats too. Okay, um, Janice PM, you are up next, and Cheryl A. You'll be following. And thank you so much, Barbara T. Not Barbara H. Um, this is Janice P.M., and I live in Massachusetts, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, you know, going through this book again. I was so excited to even, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to, you know, Thursday I said, oh, I think we're going to read the doctor's opinion by Monday. And what a gift on this holiday, the best gift that we can give to ourselves is to get into this chapter, which is the foundation, the heartbeat of this program. And those that have recovered will understand the truth of this chapter. We, of course, it's me. I'm interested. Of course, I'm interested in this plan of recovery. Now, I was always interested in the plan of eating because I thought that was the problem, the plan of eating. Give me the plan of eating, and then I'll be all set. But this is so different. This is the heartbeat of the recovery program. And what is the plan of recovery? Well, the plan of recovery described in this book is the 12 steps. That's the answer. And, you know, convincing testimony. The word convincing means so much to me. Nobody could convince me 
of a plan of eating always never worked for me. I just couldn't get it. You know, with my sinful nature, I could not carry it out. And uh, But with this doctor, this medical skillful specialist in alcoholism, same as uh, compulsive overeating, he had the experience, like you and I who are recovered, we have the experience of how this problem of mine worked to be free, like was just said, and not to have to go away. I just come back from a, a river and, you know, to be free and not come back with a head with, oh, I'm going to start now. It's going to be Christmas, so I might as well wait till New Year's. No, this doctor had experience and Experience, testimony, means it's confirmation. He could confirm. He validated. He had evidence of alcoholics. And like you and I, that recovered, have evidence of our disease and how we changed. And this is what this whole book, but starting with this doctor's truth, it says the doctor's opinion, but it became the truth for me and many of us. He's going to tell us how we can be returned to health, both body and mind. What, what a miracle to start out this uh, holiday. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Oh, thanks, Janice PM. Cheryl A., you are up next. And Ken W., Cheryl, let us know where you're from. Cheryl, storm one. Hi, uh, can you hear me now? Yes, sure can. Okay, I was talking to myself. Um, hi, this is Cheryl A., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. And Merry Christmas um, and Happy Holidays to all celebrating. Um, hearing some of the images of uh, those celebrating Christmas is beautiful to hear. Um, I am just so grateful to be listening in on the first day of the doctor's opinion. Um, What strikes me as well is that line where it says, plan of recovery described in this book, but it's not that. It's we um, of Alcoholics Anonymous believe that the reader will be interested in the medical estimate, the medical estimate, because up until this point, um, there was no grasp of a medical um, understanding of recovery. So it's saying that this, it's sort of an implication maybe that it's not a pill that's being taken. We know it's not a pill that we take to recover. But they're saying, please, wake up. There's a, there's a, there is um, uh, an outcome. There's a medical outcome that's interesting here of the plan of recovery described in this book. Convincing testimony must surely come from medical men who have had experience with the sufferings of men, of our members, and have witnessed their return to health. So now, for the first time, there's an intertwinement of this spiritual awakening treatment program with um, an an, an association with there are medically um, documented outcomes here. And that is just this first paragraph is just filled with hope. A well-known doctor um, wrote a letter 
put himself out there, and we know at the beginning he was scared to do so because he was worried about what uh, what it was going to do to his reputation for making the statement, and yet he knew, he knew there was a good medical estimate because he'd never seen anything else work. None of the medical establishment had really seen anything else work for the alcoholics that were coming in and out and in and out. There was a class of people who struggled with with alcohol at the town's hospital where Dr. Silkworth, Dr. Silkworth worked. And this one class, they just kept coming in and out and in and out. The, some of the others, okay, they got treated and they went home. But the real alcoholic, it didn't work. So I find this to be extraordinarily exciting to begin this process of understanding what does work. And for a compulsive overeater like me, who used to binge in bathroom stalls and alleyways, absolutely overwhelmed, could not stop what I was doing, no matter how horrible I felt physically, emotionally, spiritually, on every single level, to live today differently than that is nothing less than a positively um, documented medical outcome. Um, I'm so grateful to be working this with all of you. And for anyone who's truly suffering and listening to this, these 12 steps will work when worked. And um, I pray we all have a peaceful uh, week and, um, and, and, and a special day. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, Cheryl A. from Massachusetts. Ken W., you're up next, and then we'll be taking another lineup after you. So we are on the doctor's opinion, XXV, the first paragraph. Ken, go for it, and let us know where you're from, Ken. Thank you very much. This is Ken W.H. out of North Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, Wow, the doctor's opinion has saved my backside uh, with this food thing. (laughs) After 38 years of recovery and spending time at AA meetings and other meetings and uh, even OA meetings, um, it finally clicked in when I managed to find my way to a, a meeting, this vision meeting, that actually spent time in the solution uh, of the doctor's opinion. And, um, and although I had read it probably any number of times, I just didn't ingest it, so to speak, um, I needed to uh, really chew on it, and it was here that I really got into it and got to the bottom of the uh, issue with food for me, that physical allergy and compulsion. Um, the doctor's opinion is a profound piece, and, and it's about six six pages long, so um, in the original uh, first printing of the first edition, they this was chapter one, and uh, so we really had more than 164 pages uh, to get started with. Um, If we included the forwards and preface and all of that, we'd have more. But um, these few pages, these six pages, this so chapter, as I call it, uh, is where it all starts. It has to begin here for me, and and I believe the doctors figured that out, that, um, that something had to change. And uh, something had to be taken care of. And for me, it was the allergy of the body. And accepting that in in its vast array of forms uh, of what my body responds to. Um, just a profound piece here, this, this letter. And, uh, yeah, it was risky business back then. It's not risky business now. Uh, I think everybody's 
pretty much grabbed a hold of the concept of uh, allergy and compulsion. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm glad to be alive today and healthy. It's an amazing thing. Thanks. I pass. Uh, Thanks. Ken WH from North Carolina. Okay. Who else would like three-minute chairs? Leia star one, and give me your name. Got you, Leia. Julie P. Julie. Larry K. Got Novella P. Got you, Novella. Everyone's welcome. Anyone else? I have Leah S., Julie P., Larry K., Novella P. John M. John. Great. Good morning. Good morning. Who else? All right. Let's get going with this group, and we'll have time for a few more. Leah S., you are up, followed by Julie P. Thank you so much. Thank you for your service. I'm so glad to be on this meeting. We of Alcoholics Anonymous, right there, we, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. It's this insane disease that I have. I'm not alone. Imagine there are other people who behave or behaved the way I behaved. Eat from the pot. Um, say I'm not hungry, but always pack down from the table. I believe that means I started to trust. I really started to trust. I had no other choice. And I had to trust from my gut, really from my gut. It's gotta, there's got to be a solution over here. People did it. I see. I saw and, and 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 not only that, not only did they lose the weight, but they, wow, they're such nice people. How oh, I'm interested. So what's my plan? I got to get into action. What is my plan of recovery? Get into action and work out something decent for my body. Get my doctor involved if I if I I'm afraid I'm gonna die. You know. Just do something. Do an action, Leah. And then convincing testimony. Oh, yes, I come on these meetings, and it's as if I see you. It's as if I am um, I'm, I'm face-to-face with you. Experience of the sufferings. Oh, my goodness. This doctor experienced the sufferings? No, no. I was up and down. I was yo-yoing and constantly yo-yoing. I had all sizes in my closet because uh, when I gain weight and when I lose weight and when I, my whole life was, the whole thing was all about what am I going to, when am I going to stay skinny and when am I just going to get that thing and when am I going to, oh my goodness. There's so much more in this program, so much more. And thank you for letting me share. I pass. 
Thanks so much, Leah S. Julie P., you're up, and you are followed by Larry K. Let us know where you're from, Julie. Good morning. This is Julie P. from Minnesota. Very blessed to be wintering in Texas right now. Um, I am the real deal. I am a compulsive overeater. And I'm really identifying this morning with the experience with the sufferings of our members. And my heart goes out this morning to those suffering. Um, I, I am just so filled with gratitude this morning that I am living in the solution and that I don't have to suffer at this moment. Um, and if you are a newcomer, I really, really welcome you. And thank you for dialing in this morning. And please keep coming um, until the miracle. It will happen for you if you want it. Um, and I was just sitting here thinking about the suffering. And my best thought was, I can just eat and eat and eat until I can't eat anymore. And then I'm just going to go throw it up. And I don't have to think like that anymore. I don't have to. There is a solution. And this year, on this Christmas Day, I am celebrating for a different reason. I am not celebrating for all the packages under the tree and all of the food that's going to be served at the table because my tradition, food is love. It has been for my whole 61 years on this earth. And today, there's a new reason. It's for celebrating a power greater than myself. And that's my solution. And I am so eternally filled with gratitude. And I wish everybody a happy holiday. And for the newcomer, please keep coming back. We're here for you. And with that, I'll pass. Great. Thanks, Julie P. from Minnesota. Larry K., you're up, and you're going to be followed by Novella P. Good morning. <clears throat> this is Larry Kay. I'm a recovered compostable reader from Chicago. And it's really exciting to be in the doctor's opinion um, for a number of reasons. You know, one one is for, you know, not to be melodramatic about it, but for thousands and thousands of years prior to the doctor's opinion being written and, and, and coalescing, of course, with the solution, the Oxford group and and so on and so forth. Um, but for thousands of years, we had no solution. If you were an alcoholic, you just did not have the willpower. You were weak, and there was something the matter with you, with your morals. Just push yourself away from the table. Just push yourself away from the drink. And finally, they found a solution. We began to come to a place where we began to understand what the problem was, that we had this abnormal physical reaction. Dr. Silkworth noticed that. Not everyone that came into Towns Hospital had that, but but maybe five to ten percent did. And they would come through the front doors of Towns Hospital and they would sober them up and they would go out on their way. These were decent human beings. And they would find themselves back over and over again because they they had this abnormal physical reaction and they had an obsession of the mind as well. You know, if we go into the into the woods somewhere, I, I best bring a compass, right? 
It'd be a good idea. In fact, I even tell Spartis sometimes, symbolically speaking, go, go spend 10 bucks and get yourself a compass. Why? Because it's a good symbolic reminder of what the doctor's opinion is. It's a compass. If we do not understand the doctor's opinion, the rest of the big book is not going to make a whole lot of sense to us. We will not work the steps with the enthusiasm which is necessary in order to have a spiritual awakening sufficient to drive out the obsession. So for me, Dr. Silkworth, he wrote the first letter. He's going to write another letter as well and expand upon his thoughts. But this is the foundation of moving forward with the rest of the steps because if we don't understand the problem guess what any direction any solution will get you there and you will if you're like me you will look for all sorts of cockamamie solutions right because we don't have a firm grasp of what we're up against that's why we start here very often yes we have the forwards but the doctor's opinion is a critical element to understanding we do need the medical estimate of this physical allergy. And in fact, any definition that does not consider the abnormal physical reaction is utterly insufficient. So I need this today and I, I'll never, you know, graduate here to where I have such a deep understanding that I'm just, you know, that I'm, that I'm uh, prevented from, you know, from falling back. No, I need the compass. I need the foundation. With that, I pass. Thanks so much. Ah, thanks, Larry Kay from Illinois. Novella P., you are up. Let us know where you're from, and you'll yeah. be followed by John M., and we'll just be taking a list of names right after that, and everybody's probably got it, but we are on the doctor's opinion, XXD, first paragraph. Novella, they go right ahead. <laughs> Hi, this is Novella P. from Maine. Can you hear me? Yeah, I sure can. Okay, great. Um, What a morning, I tell you. I got a phone call this morning from somebody in program, and we talked for a while, and I'm just going, oh, my gosh, you know, how blessed am I? And now I'm in a meeting, and I'm I'm getting to speak. And I just, it was so funny this morning when they were reading the 12 steps. Really hit me. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And I think who I was before I came to this program. I was so insane. I had to walk around with my disease all over my body. Everybody could see it. I couldn't hide it. I tried to hide it with my clothes. I couldn't. I was surrounded by this horrible disease that I had. And I was just, I'm just so grateful that that's not it's not me. And, it's, you know, it, it says here um, on the fifth line, it says, men who had experience with the suffering of our members and have witnessed our return to health. That's where I am today. Through my higher power, I have been returned to health. And I'm so grateful that I don't have to live that way anymore. I don't have to be ashamed of my body and who I am but sometimes my behaviors make me really ashamed. And now I'm learning how to even deal with that. All I have to do is try to practice every day how to be loving, kind, caring, uh, uh, compassionate, 
there's so many different ways to live my life rather than being full of shame, guilt, remorse, um, misery. I don't have to live that way today. And because of this, you know, this meetings and the people that support us that do service, I, I, this helped for me and this helped for others. And oh my gosh, does this program work? I mean, I could not put the food down. I wanted to more than anything, but I could not do it. And this is where I found my help. I learned how to live with my disease. I have to put it on the scale. I eat just what my, my sponsor tells me and I follow it to a T. And as long as I do that, I stay away from my absent, my, my foods that cause me to binge or cause me to pick it back up again. I don't do that anymore. I don't have to. Today I have a choice. I didn't have a choice when I was in my disease. And today I have one, and I'm so grateful. So Merry Christmas. This is Novella from Maine. I'll pass. Thanks so much, Novella from Maine. John M., you're up next, and then we should have time for a few more shares. So think about it if you'd like to like to speak. John M., go right ahead. Tell us where you're from, John. John M. from South Carolina. And uh, just so grateful to be with these wonderful souls in this wonderful movement. I had the thought this morning that OA is like a marriage. And as such, it's, it's never too late to renew our vows. Each time we do... Uh, our will will be strengthened and we will appreciate more, uh, if that's possible, um, this union means. And to me, it means that I, I have an opportunity to get closer to my creator. And he is what drives me and inspires me. And he loves me and he wants me to have the best. And the best that I can think of is to get closer to him and receive so much more of that divine love. This is what's motivating me, not a desire to uh, be pretty or thin or anything like that, because I don't want to eat when I am not hungry. And those emotions are what drive me away from God, and I don't want to be driven away from God anymore. I want to embrace my creator and be happy and give all the love I can and help to my brothers and sisters. So just grateful to be alive on this wonderful, wonderful day and celebrating uh, that a child was born uh, to show us the way. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, John M. from South Carolina. Okay, so we've got plenty of time, probably at least three or four more shares. Who would like to share? MSR, Texas. Roz G. Gotcha, Pam. Got you, Roz. What are we reading, please? Sure, we're on XXB, the doctor's opinion, first paragraph. Nancy C. Nancy. Gotcha. I think I could take one more. Let's go with that group, and then we'll see what time we have. Pam S.R. from Texas. You're up, followed by Raj G. 
Yes, good morning. Um, Pam, SR, recovered compulsive overeater, living in Austin, Texas. And it is great to be starting here in the doctor's opinion. And just a little bit of background. Dr. Silkworth was a uh, neurologist, and it's estimated that, you know, early in the 1900s that he worked with about 40,000 alcoholics. And as he worked with them, he uh, he noticed that there were different types. You know, there were a certain type, and they would come in, and from the consequences of their drinking and what he'd do is he'd dry them out, and he'd never see them again. And then there was another type, and they would come in, you know, consequences of drinking, and he'd dry them out, and, um, you know, they might come back a second or third time. And what he would do is he would sit them down and he would say, you know, it looks to me like once you start drinking, you're not able to control yourself. So my suggestion to you would be you just don't drink and you'll be okay. And they'd leave and he'd never see them again. But he said that there was yet another type. And there was a certain percentage, it was about 10% of his patients, and they were of the type that no matter how many times he dried them out and no matter how many times he explained to them what was going to happen if they started drinking again, they would just continue to get drunk over and over and over and over. And that's what this book of Alcoholics Anonymous is for. It's for the 10%. It's for the people like me who eat against their will. And the book will go on to talk about moderate eaters and heavy eaters and normal eaters. Because, you know, diets do work. When we decrease our calories and we increase our exercise, we lose weight. Well, what is so different about me? You know, that early this morning on a holiday, I have to call in. I need to call in to this meeting to be with other people who are like me, and it's because I am part of the 10%. And the simplest definition of a compulsive overeater is, I cannot eat my binge food safely, and I cannot stay abstinent contently. And what this book does is it gives me an answer, and it gives me an answer that I cannot do this myself, and it's to connect me to a power greater than myself, who can restore me to sanity and solve my food problem. And I am so grateful to be able to share this morning, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much. Pam SR from Texas. Raj, you are up. Raj G. from California, followed by Nancy C. Okay, good morning, everybody. My name's Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California. And, you know, I'm really grateful to um, to be up very early, um, making my recovery number one in my life. And, you know, this is a, this is a, a celebrated holiday for me. Um, and it has been my entire life. But, um, you know, no, nothing's happening at 4 o'clock in the morning here. So... <laughs> nor five, so I get to share and be of service um, before 
you know, the day begins. And uh, I, I I use this paragraph as a as a as a jumping point with my sponsees talk about the sufferings, you know, convincing testimony. Um, that means that, you know, I get to share about how, o, how OA has changed my life. And I get to show pictures, like, you know, I, I test, to, to convince people and, and give a testimony of, of what it was like before. And I have pictures of me, um, you know, at my at my biggest weight and uh, pictures of me with my sisters, me being the fat one, my sisters being the thin ones. And you could see how, how, how it looked for me. And it, it, it's convincing because I also have pictures of what I look like today, you know, and, and what, what OA has done for me. And of course, no, it's not all about what I look like, but it, it's a convincing testimony. And and I can also talk about the sufferings that I've had, you know. Oh my God, have I suffered? How have I suffered through through some, you know, overeating? I don't want to go back there today. There's going to be a lot of food around, but I can remember what the suffer, you know, what overeating did to me. And and it is because of Christmas Day in 2002 that my sister told me you could stand to lose a few pounds, and that I did, and I got a black sweater. And my sisters got colored sweaters that pissed me off that day. But, oh, I'm such a different person today. I have gifts to give. I am going to go to my mother's house to give to the occasion rather than to get from the occasion. And um, I don't want to have a, a, a horrible heartburn. I don't want to have a food blackout. I don't want to have to over-exercise for it to compensate for what I'm eating today. I don't want to have to go through all the, the pain and the suffering of what I did in the past. And, and, and this book has given me tools. You know, if, if, if I need to do a 10-step, I can do that. You know, and, and, and I have a food plan. I know what, what I eat. And as, as it said, in, you know, in the other... Part of the book. See, okay, see what I could bring to the occasion instead of what I can get get out of it. And thank God for that. So thank you for Overeaters Anonymous. I pass. Well, thanks, Roz. Nancy C., you're up. Go right ahead. Hey, Let us know where you're from, good Nancy. Morning. Good morning, everyone. It's Nancy C., gratefully recovered in Ann Arbor, Michigan this morning, and Merry Christmas to everyone. And I'm sitting here in awe of the power and the grace of God. You know, the shares today have been just amazing. And to think that everyone is sitting, getting their medicine, getting their God shot for the day um, before they go out and spend the day with their loved ones and with fellowship and wherever they might go. It's amazing that we are in the, um, it's amazing that this is hitting like a double whammy almost, the doctor's opinion in Christmas, in the middle of this crescendo of my eating nonstop during the holidays. And I can vividly remember waking up on Christmas mornings feeling sick because I ate so much Christmas Eve and then in a box of Russell Stover candy before we started to even open gifts in the morning, just not knowing what else to do except for to do that. Um, 
So if anybody is on the line and they are on this line because they don't know what they they don't know what to do, you're in the right place. Rick said Rick said that this is like an owner's manual, and I'm like, what? And I go, people don't read owner's manuals; they throw it in the trunk. But when I get in trouble, I have to go look for the owner's manual and go, how do I turn off the windshield wiper? How do I do that? Because it's going, 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 going. And I'm like, I can't stop it. So I go and read. And that's what this book is. It's saying the testimony is here. All you need to do is follow this program of recovery. And when I get off kilter, I have to go to the instruction manual. I have to go into this book because the answers are there. Wherever, Whenever I'm disturbed, the problem is with me, and the answer is in this book. So thank you guys for trudging with me. Thank you for going line by line in this owner's manual that I wouldn't read by myself um, because it does give me the grace of God to live happy, joyous, and free, which he has wanted for me all along. So Merry Christmas, and with that, I pass. Oh, thanks, Nancy C. from Michigan. And we've got two minutes if somebody would like that. Elsie M. from Pennsylvania. Go right ahead, Elsie. You've got it. Two minutes. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Elsie M., and I'm a newly recovered compulsive reader from uh, outside Philadelphia. <clears throat> and I just am... Um, grateful to be on this line today there's only a couple hundred of us on today and um an intimate group and um my first abstinent christmas in a very long time and um i'm just grateful this for this doctor's opinion because it really has changed the way i see my disease by helping me understand the allergy of the body and the infection of the mind and uh, like someone else really identified with the we in the first word of the first paragraph, um, I'm not alone in this. And um, I'm not alone in my recovery of this. Um, I have a place to go. And even though it's Christmas, I'm here today to be a part of this and to take you with me as I go out and have um, God willing an abstinent day. So thank you so much. I pass. Great. Thanks so much. Appreciate that share, Elsie. So, all right. Um, let me grab my format. We are at the end of our meeting. I want to thank everyone who has shared and also who has served in the month of December on Monday mornings. Thank you, team. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. So much more to come. Hold hold on to your seat. Share ID for today, uh, Monday, December 25th, is 20966. 20966. We'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will a reader please read? And that is Nancy P. Nancy P., will you read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only, and so keep you until then. I will. Thank you um, for doing being of service, and also thank you for asking me to do service <clears throat> this month. Nancy P., Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. 
God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each sorry, angry kitty cat. What you can do each morning. Wait, ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God and admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past, give freely of what you find, and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Ah, thanks.